Aloha! This is Dr. Tiki, and I'm listening to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. I'm glad to hear that you are too. We will begin in mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. It is now time for us to put Earth under our rule. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that we will give you witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Sci-Fi Saturday Night. It's TalkCast 133, and it's starring your own movie night here at Sci-Fi Saturday Night, deep in Area 51 at the sub-level 14 Cinema and Toenail Decorating Emporia, opening up the pod bay doors for Hal, I Am the Dome. Joining the TalkCast tonight are all of the usual suspects in the Revere Time Vortex, Soundboard, Vixen, and Vampire Kate Beckinsale for all of the Underworld films, except for number three, but only as the stand-in for the violent scenes. Queen of the Arrows, Kriana. Yeah, I do all her stunts. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah, I kind of do, actually. From the stacks of her personal silent zone in the Dank Dungeon reading room, playing Mr. Mighty Duck Emilio Estevez from the Breakfast Club movie, Ew, it's Sombrarian. <gasps> that is my only response. Everyone loves the Breakfast Club. Everyone. And don't tell me differently because you'll ruin my life. Uh, right then, moving on. Vault <laughs> of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire. Captain Lincoln Stern from Heavy Metal, the movie. It's Illustrator X. Mars needs women. But who doesn't? <laughs> and his lovely ingenue, Chris from Blade Runner, snapping people's he- necks with her legs. It's the dead redhead. Would you like to see my triple somersault, big boy? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, from the Outpost Gallifrey Nymphomaniac Catch and Release Center in Sleepy Hollow, New York's Exit 7 off the Van Wick Expressway, a cross between Marlon Brando and Marlon Wayans, it's Awake by Java. Maybe. It certainly it's is. It's a sleep by Java. Sleep by we Java. call that in the business. We call that a dramatic pause. Oh, well, no. And if he was a cat, it would be a scratching pole. But anyway. Podcast one thirty three. Our special. Joining. Wait, where's Barnabas? Wait, where's Rocco? Our, our special <laughs> guest, Ted Nugent. <laughs> Our special guest, the producer-director of the upcoming zombie apocalypse movie, Z-Con, and friend of the show, Mike Doherty. Mikey, how are you, my friend? Not bad for you. (laughs) Well, yeah. Who the hell knows anymore? You know, we're just trying to make a go of it here. Ah, So, we're going to talk about Z-Con, second half of the show. I am anxious, anxious, anxious to hear about bodies and, and, and demons and Zombies what? and shit. Well, you know. But wow, there's the quote you'll be remembered for. Yes, Zeman and, and shit. Yeah. And I think shit. that needs to be the new logline for the movie. Good thing that Mark, the whole cast is explicit now. Yeah, I think we do actually. So uh, we're in a new format now, which means we don't start the show as we would normally start the show because normally now we're going to start the show with news. Uh, what's the most important thing going on in the news this week? I think a very uh, quiet moment of uh, respect for yes. the passing of a wonderful, wonderful writer, Maurice Sendak. You know, he's Maurice Sendak, he's one of those writers that, that kind of just, uh, you know, is really important to a whole generation of kids. And I know that I'm one of those those people. 
um, who grew up reading his stories uh, along with Dr. Seuss and a variety of other authors. And so, you know, it, it's kind of sad to see that one of those really great storytellers has left us. But um, we can look back on his work and really be happy. And if you haven't had a chance to see Where the Wild Things Are, the movie, go and see it. It's fantastic. It's a kind of a cool movie. It's not my cup of tea, but it's still a very it's enjoyable different. It's different. Yeah. But I agree with you, Java. This is one time you and I actually agree. I love those books. I still have a copy of Where the Wild Things Are. I have some of the action figures. I just Outside over there. In the I have one kitchen. of the the oh the so, night kitchen is very cool. I have my little Max because I I wanted to have his outfit when I was a kid. I wanted somebody to actually sew because my mother could sew, but not like that. And I wanted that wild thing outfit with the white shag and. The <laughs> I actually had a bunny suit that looked a lot like it. <laughs> oh, speaking of bunny suits, and I know is that, that what this you wore to Donnie Darko? Totally <laughs> off script. Uh, starring in a revive, revival on Broadway of a Harvey, revival. a revival of Harvey, a revival of Harvey on Broadway this summer is Jim Parsons from uh, Big Bang Theory. Oh, really? that'll work. That that. He's doing was, Jimmy Stewart. He's doing Elwood P. Dowd. He's doing Elwood P. Dowd. Yes. That and would I, work. If, if there was typecasting, that's got to be it. Yep. Uh, I mean, I, I watched an interview with him the other night on Letterman, and it was, you could hear the Jimmy Stewart coming out as he was doing it. And it was, I, I don't know if it was intentionally homage to Jimmy Stewart, but damn, I mean, it, it was just kind of chilling to. I have worked have, on that play. I've seen the movie multiple times. That is an awesome movie. It's an awesome play. Yeah. And I see him so well in that character. Yeah, it should be a lot well, of Do fun. you see Harvey? No, I'm sorry. I can't see Harvey, except at the end of the movie. But That's right. No, you don't. Yeah, there's an imaginary... There's, there's like a, no, a you shadow see, of a rabbit. A shadow, and yes. you see a painting, but you never see Harvey. Well, at okay, least... Okay, be illustrator. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. You know, in movie news, and there's like tons of movie and TV news going on right now, I know it's going to be shocking to you, but uh, Disney, in probably a move of incredible altruism, uh, greenlit Avengers 2 this week. What a shock. What? I mean, Actually, oh, boy. What? Why don't they just burn their money? <laughs> we, do, we, we have to take a second and talk about Avengers before we talk about Avengers 2. Careful. And wow. and apparently, apparently, the rest of the cast is bad, bad fans, <laughs> bad fans. The rest bad of the fans. cast unfortunately has lives. I'm sorry, Joss. <laughs> and there is no room in it for Joss Whedon or the Avengers. So truth, bad, bad. Well, um, why do you hate <laughs> Joss Whedon? Why do, you, why do you hate comic books? Why do you hate comic books and their movies? Did, did it do as well as a uh, man thing? Yeah. Was I, it I as, think so. Was it as big as their giant size man thing? That's what I want to know. Um, was, it, was it bigger on TV than Mansquito? That's all the, I remember. Yeah, the, <laughs> there are all kinds of things to be said about the Avengers, but it is an overwhelming success. It, 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 in its opening weekend, it blew the, the doors off the, you know, the, the list of biggest opening weekends it overcame every other movie that came before it um in the amount of money that it took in the amount of people who saw it so i mean it is a it is a huge success and it's probably the biggest success that joss whedon has ever seen and so you know it's really good to see him get that kind of a response oh, from absolutely right for his work and it was it was Perfect. a fantastic movie it was well written it was well acted and well directed and well shot and well edited. I mean, every I saw it in 3D, uh, and because the I'm IMAX sorry. was sold out, and the 3D yeah. was fantastic. It wasn't. I didn't ever feel like I was in a 3D movie. It was, you know, it it added to the action. It didn't take anything away from it. The question it was, that I have for you is now: you you and I both have had the experience of getting these massive headaches sometimes. 3D movies. I have never had that experience. Really? No. Okay, I that's that me who gets that dome. 
It's it's dead redhead and I. It's not. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've never gotten it, but I'm telling you, it it was. I I really forgot that I was wearing the glasses and that I was watching a 3D movie. And and you know maybe it that seems silly, but it was it was it the 3D did add to it more than anything else. So it, I, it I just, agree it, there. So I feel like what you're saying now is that Joss Whedon is popular and mainstream. So hipster Kriana can't like him anymore. <laughs> I want to I want to build on that. I want to build on that for a minute. Now, Joss, we know you're a fan of the show. That's a <laughs> given. So, Joss Whedon, I'm talking to you. Right now, you have the biggest Hollywood cred you've ever had. So, you can go to Fox and you can say, okay, here's what I want. I want Firefly Season 2. I want you to give the brown coats an awful lot of money. And I want you to give Dollhouse the ending it should have had. Yeah, and... You know. Green light the next half dozen ideas I have. But well, he thank you very want much. Firefly season three. Actually, he you know what? That. He he did come out and he talked to the fans after big he did. success. It was the really really nice. What, on the corner? Was well, yeah, he, no, he posted a he posted an open letter to to his fans on Whedonesque his blog and right. it was a lot of thank you so much for you know <laughs> all of the all of the great things that you've done for me throughout the course of my career blah 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 blah. but he also did say in his usual style of writing if you ever check out Whedon-esque um you know lots of things about what where his priorities are and how he's still committed to his um his Shakespeare piece and he's still committed to you know Dr. Horrible too yes and and you know how he really wants to get back onto television because he likes making television better than he likes making movies. And so, you know, I think that that's a really good sign that basically I think what he's saying is don't, don't be afraid that it's going to go to my head that I made this huge movie that was really popular. Well, let I me just throw it's... this out to the whole cast. I mean, what do you guys <laughs> think that Joss Whedon's next move should be? I think it should well, yeah, yeah Dr. Horrible. It is his next move, Dr. Horrible 2. Yeah, that's, I mean, they're they're filming it, like, right now. Let's get it yeah, but that's yeah. what he is doing. But what do you think he should be doing right now? Shakespeare. Well, he's, that's actually being edited right now. Yeah, he, he yeah, already did I mean, one, but I want him to do more. I want him to do, like, that, which full Shakespeare? on, like, the Richard III that Patrick Stewart was in, in that was set in the 20, 1920s. I want him to do stuff like that. No, not Patrick Stewart. You're talking about the one that Sir Richard. Oh, um, yeah. Right. Gandalf, Gandalf Magneto. Yes, Magneto was in it. Sir Ian McKellen. Come on, he's Gandalf Sir for Ian Christ's McKellen. sake. That's true. Sorry, Ian McKellen. Sorry, Ian McKellen. You're right. right. I so, was you know what? I'd well, like and... to see him go back to television. I, I think you know he could really now with the cred that he's got go in and do a kick-ass television series and basically he has the 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 push behind him to get whatever he wants I mean, this, done this sort of ties okay. into what we were talking about shop. before the show I, I find it really interesting that he said he likes working on tv better than movies because as i was expressing during the show i find a lot of movies and i haven't seen the avengers and i'm sure the avengers is fine a lot of movies are just they don't know how to pace things it seems like it could have been a 45-minute TV episode that they've decided to draw out into two hours and 30 minutes for no apparent reason. Oh, you mean they live? I'm no, sorry. I mean, whoa, whoa. I mean both Iron Man's Captain America, probably Thor as well, was too long. Um, but Joss Whedon didn't do those. Way too long. He didn't. Right. right. Well, t- hold on. Take into consideration he got started on TV doing Roseanne and things like that. So that could just be where he feels comfortable well, yeah, and safe. Well, yeah, but I think that there's yeah. a lot right. more flexibility with TV as well because, you know, you can take a risk and it's a risk for a 45 minute episode instead of a li- risk for a $6 billion movie. My well, counter to that is less... Firefly and Dollhouse. Why? Yeah. He took. Because he had no control over the first half of Dollhouse. And then when he got control, it did really well. And then when the season came back, they're like, hey, you got us a bunch of ratings towards the last half. We're going to re-control everything about the show again. Well, okay, I'm not not saying TV is ideal in every single case. I mean, certainly that's not true. I think that when it comes to his experience, I mean, he has the experience of all different types of media. And the fact that he wants to do television, you know, is, is 
his optimism of what it could be. Um, but you know, who knows, who knows what he's going to really do. I want him to, I, I for sure want him to be involved in the next Avengers movie and uh, any other movies that might involve characters that were revealed at the end of the Avengers movie. Thank you for not Correct. spoiling and Interesting that. now with that whole, with that whole franchise, Bob Iger of, uh, Disney set, reset the schedule for, uh, Iron Man three and Thor two next year. Captain America 2 in 2014 and Avengers 2 in 2015. With a possible wow. uh, spin off. Seriously, movie. though, what unanswered right. questions well, were there after now, Captain America 1? There's a no, lot. No, I'm, I'm serious. There's like, a lot. What? Like, what happened between all those different adventures he went on? What other major villains besides the Red okay, Skull? Well, no one's going to top you yeah. leaving, so just lower your expectations right there. He was like the shining awesomeness See, of that um, movie. There, there are so many great cap vi villains, though. I'm not saying there aren't great villains. I'm just saying the performance great. is never going to top Hugo Weaving. Magneto. Oh, and, and uh, yeah. you're still talking about Bucky Barnes, and you're Bucky's talking about dead. his. <clears throat> well, <laughs> not really. Not no. Did you see guys? the body go in the ground? The naivete of people who don't read comic books. Really? <laughs> <laughs> they think they see something and they, they just that don't understand who the heck. Well, no, I was actually kind of glad he, he was dead. He served his purpose and now he's done. Now, if he were to come back as a super yeah, villain, no, 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 no. that would be no. amusing. And you know what? That makes perfect logical sense <laughs> which, which is why it's not it thrown is away absolutely true so moving on to some other stories <laughs> like some other things because avengers is huge news and we could probably talk about it and if the rest of the cast had done their job we would have been able no, to talk about it no we're still not can't. talking about it you know why because all of america I, hasn't seen the avengers I, yet in one year we can talk most of it has in according one to the year, numbers we could talk so about the avengers there are detail. Plenty of other i don't think that, that right now about. is a good time like, to do it though Disney's Maleficent, which has already been, is already in production, and we've seen yes. all kinds of things about. God damn, that looks cool, doesn't it? Maleficent looks like a fantastic. Is that the one with Kristen Stewart? Oh. Or is I that always a different thought one? that she would be the perfect girlfriend for it's Tim Curry in Legend. <laughs> seriously, seriously, is Maleficent the one with Kristen Stewart, or is that a different one? No, that's Mirror no. Mirror. Uh oh. Somebody get the phone. Is it? <laughs> Okay, right. uh, no. Oh, hey, this mind. is Angelina Jolie, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. Mm -hmm. She's playing Maleficent. That's the older funny. version. Yeah, the and older Nicola version. Color Fanning is uh, Sleeping Beauty. And hot damn, does this? I mean, the stills that are coming out with it now look amazing. Just, I mean, it's one of those pieces where, even if the story is just kind of everything you expect visually, it's going to be a stunning film. And the same thing goes for another film, which is um, coming up here, apparently. Uh, you know, Guillermo de del Toro was going to do The Hobbit, and then he's not. So <laughs> and then he's going to do At the Mountains of Madness, and then he's, and then he's not. not. I thought he was back on The Hobbit. And then Hellboy 3, and, he and he's was, not. And then he wasn't again. Well, so, the thing that he's actually, that apparently he's really working on um, is a story that he wrote with um, some other people, which is a stop-motion animated take on Pinocchio. Which wouldn't be the first huh. one, but his take Certainly on it is really interesting. Well, I mean, and it, it, it includes the guy who uh, worked on Fantastic Mr. Fox and um, a few other people who are really interesting, like uh, Gus Gusters. Gus, Wasn't oh, that the mouse from Gus, Cinderella? Gus, Gus? Rambling. Yes, it is. Yes. Well, actually. whatever it is, it's going to yes. be more interesting than Pinocchio on Once Upon a Time. Is anyone else still watching that? Yeah, no. I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You yelled at But me somehow you are because you knew that. <laughs> but I'm still watching Grimm. Uh, you I know, just like I, I'm still yeah. watching both of them just out of habit at this point. I really don't love either of them. But Grimm has gotten a little better. They, they had some, some good stuff going on where they really... And and guy, guy who plays Monroe, if you'd like to come talk to us, you know what? Yeah. He steals the show repeatedly. 
basically whenever someone says oh you know that was a really good episode of grim last night you know what happened in that episode it was monroe heavy and they should learn and they should make a spin-off show called monroe is awesome and then everyone would watch that and we wouldn't have to deal with the guy who. yeah yeah you know it's it's like the buddy it's it's a buddy cop show but the buddy is not the other cop we need to get rid of the girlfriend or the fiance. Yeah, we do. She, she needs she to die so hard. She's gonna die. She's gotta die. If this is a comic book, she'd have already been killed off and brought back as a zombie cyborg awesome. robot. No, wait. No, if, if, this was, be... if this was Walking Dead... How can one be both a cyborg and a robot? That's hey, my guys, question. Because it's a comic book. <laughs> guys, guess who's 25 this month? Sting. <laughs> no, actually, Sting is like ninety. But... No, I don't Sting know. is I, even older what, than oh, Dome. Star Trek. I saw right. I saw the acronym, and and I realized I didn't realize that you were missing. Your see, here's the problem. I'm gonna fix this for you. You're missing a colon. Colon. Here. There you go. <laughs> colon. No. Colon. Star Trek: The Next Generation is 25 years old, and at uh, the oh. Calgary. Uh, Oh, you know uh, what that means? Fan Expo, they brought the entire cast together for a panel. Now, by the entire cast, it also included the one person who's never included. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Lee Crusher. Oh! Yes. Oh, Wait. Gates oh. McFadden. I hate, I hate him. So, and Tasha's No, no, I love Wait. Gates McFadden. Gates oh, McFadden was Gates like McFadden the star is... of the show, as far as I'm concerned. I would I, imagine, oh, yeah. Okay, so what you're saying... Right now. They're, 20, they're 25. I will get a touch. I would have donated a kidney to be there for that. I just see, you know, the back alley behind Paramount, and the cast of Lost in Space is making room in the alley and passing the, the bottle in a bag over to the cast of <laughs> Next Gen, saying... Welcome to the skids. You're gonna be doing like, you're gonna be doing these cons well, for the, the rest of your though, life. Nobody cares about Lost in Space. <laughs> and that's my point. No one's. I, I mean, would. Again, I would kill to go to Star Trek cons. There, Are you kidding me? Were there cons when Lost in Space was on television? Like actually, Kriana, if you think about it, we went to a con in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. What? Yeah. In. In a no, pouring rainstorm. Was someone from Lost in Space In your there? dirigible. Or I don't remember dirigible. if they were, because I didn't yeah. care. It, it, it was fly the guy it. who was the pilot from Lost, uh, from Lost in Space. Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. Boy, Billy oh boy. Mooney, that's I'm a, interesting. I'm a huge fan of Billy Moomies, okay? From, Bab, oh. from Lost in Space to Twilight Zone to Bab 5. I Is that who that was? Girl. Because I didn't care no, at the time. I was, I was engaged. You know who I you know, was there to you know see? I was there to see Bob Picardo, Ethan Guys, Phillips, you know and Peter Mayhew. We don't care Mayhew. about your apathy. Let's talk about something else if we don't care. <laughs> yeah. um, what I was interested in was I was interested to see Leonard Nimoy in the latest uh, episode of Wow, Fringe. Uh, still Fringe. Sucks. Nobody cares. Holy shit! Yeah, that was no because cool. because he's supposed to be done. He was supposed to be retired, and I don't know why he was in the show or how he was in the show if he was already retired, unless they filmed these parts of the episodes way they back didn't. before he retired. But it doesn't. Oh, what's look going like on it. is is the Galvatron residuals uh, weren't as big <laughs> as he thought, so he had to go back to work. Or, or his voice work from Futurama. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> Although, fun news. Sorry, I love Leonard Nimoy. He did not look good. Fun news it, about it, Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. Uh, he get diagnosed with cancer. For people in the Boston area. No. He is no, dead. Get he, he, yeah, I have news. All right. <laughs> go ahead. He's going to be the commencement speaker at Boston University. And Holy he's, crap. And he's getting an honorary degree. Wait. And he's going to speak at the School of Fine Arts commencement. So if you know anyone who is graduating from Boston University, pretend you're happy for them and get a commencement <laughs> ticket. Wait, Tracy, did you say he actually did get diagnosed with cancer? 
I believe oh, no, he, no, no, I believe no, he does no, have cancer, no, from what I understand. Not, no. Why are you, you just don't want him to, which is admirable. <laughs> you know, but honestly, I can understand does. why I don't you, think he's well. I can understand so, why he might want to go back to work and, and take his mind off the fact that there was an awesome Hobbit song done that wasn't his. <laughs> oh, that god-awful god song. Oh, my no, god. no, no, there's an awesome one. Java. I will I will find it. Java, please. X has it! Java, please. Throw, I'm going to throw you a, a segue. Please talk about James Cromwell. <laughs> Cromwell. Um, Do you want to talk about the fact that uh, Nimoy, when he was young, hung out with Jimi Hendrix? I thought that was kind of cool. That's cool. Here it is. Uh, the Hobbit song by Allie Garretts. I'll put the link in the show notes so that you guys can see it. It's a Hobbit song that doesn't suck. <laughs> There's got to be one? Wait a minute. Unlike Leonard Nimoy. All right, first? so it's from the Walter universe then? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wow. telling you, X has the other version. It's not pretty. I'm sure X has all the versions. But you know what? When guests uh, wake up in the morning at 6, you know... <laughs> Well, I should say when they need to be woken up at 6 a.m. because they're hungover and they're in my house. Wake up it's a great thing to have blasting at night. Be baggins. <laughs> Wake up. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna write that song. Wake up in the morning feeling like like be baggins. So so I heard somebody mention James Cromwell. Worse than a whole mess of dragons. So I heard somebody mention James Cromwell, and okay. I'm super excited. What about him? I'm very excited to announce that he's been cast as part of for American Horror Story season two. That's Woo! good. As as are you ready? He's going to be playing a doctor who works for Jessica Lange's character. And they're going to be one another's foils, which means they're going to have scenes together and fight. Hey. And it's going but, to be amazing. So, so who's this Cromwell guy and where do we care? You will know that, him best the as the farmer from the say, that movie about the talking pig. That, yes. That'll do, pig. That'll. Oh, you know him? <laughs> He's Zephram Cochran That's from right. Star Trek. That's right. He's also Stretch Cunningham from All in the Family for you guys who are really old. That's right. He did is. he play Stretch Cunningham? Yes, yeah. the hell he did. One of the first gay characters ever on television. Zephram Cochran is Archie Bunker's friend? That's right. <laughs> hey. All right, I'm drinking to that. <laughs> All right, there. Moment of silence. He was also in the, that, that story that about the people getting murdered in Los Angeles. L.A. Um, Confidential. L.A. Confidential. He was in that, too. He was in a ton of stuff. He's in, uh, yeah, he's in Amazing Stories, uh, Twilight, the new Twilight Zone from the 80s. That he's was done really everything. Good. Hello? Yeah. Yes, he has. And he's yep. good at it. You know, you know what you else? Know what? Somebody else They're seems not... to be doing everything. J.J. Abrams has a new uh, television series out. J.J. Abrams, who is <laughs> Does, not wait, wait, friend of Dear J.J. Abrams, wait, please stop making wait, shitty TV wait, series. Love, Kriana. No, this one actually wait, looks like it's going to so be interesting. So did Alcatraz. I'm, I'm, cons I'm concerned. Well, Alcatraz was good. No, it wasn't. Alcatraz has been merciful. What part yes, of Alcatraz was, was good? No, no. Um, All of it. It was fantastic. It was a great show. Okay. So speaking of J.J. Abrams' new show... The storyline is that all energy sources have are been destroyed or something like that. It's J.J. Abrams, so probably they'll work around it in, at some points. And um, so the electrical grid is down, and there's no electricity. There's no power. Why are you restating the same thing back. three times? Yes, I know. Somehow and one more time, but there's no power. And well, and there's no gasoline and there's in what way is that that premise at all like any of his other things? Well, it's uninteresting. Well, it's going for to one. involve time travel and alternate dimensions at some point. And what's his name? Hugo. The actor that plays Hugo. Hugo in go. what? From Lost. From Lost. I and also the the comic guy. book guy from Alcatraz. Oh, oh, that guy. Um, yeah, he's pretty good. So we um. So is uh, what's so Norman? It's Fifteen years after the blackout, and we're back to a feudal 
kind of not society. Really, not really feudal. It's just it's just pre electricity. Um, no eye products. <laughs> no telephones ring in the Wait, background. Right. Hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Domino's Pizza. Wait. Okay. Can you get Mr. Abrams on the line? Is that okay? Yeah. A uh, large anchovy. Got it. No problem. Fifteen. Bye. Uh, I Bye. think it's, uh, folks. I think it's poll time. Okay. So who's getting on the poll? Oh, sorry. Never mind. <laughs> that would be you, dear. <laughs> Evidently. And, of course, this week's poll is sponsored by the Watch City Festival, which is going on this weekend in Waltham, Massachusetts. You can see us there at the Watch City Festival, May 12th and 13th. Technically, it was last week's poll, but since it's over. Well, This week's yeah, poll has yet to come. Close. This week's poll is actually next week's poll. But that would be time no, travel. I'm really wow. confused. Good job. <laughs> We're time tripping. Wait a minute. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a TARDIS stashed away somewhere? The real problem with time travel is not the traveling. It's the grammar. There we go. Very Literally. good. So, so our question, our question that was suggested by our sponsors, the Watch Set Watch City Fest Festival, was what is the best name for a steampunk beer? And coming in at number three is Airship Light, which is a nice name. You can yeah. see that. Kind of like a Sam Adams light, something like that. If you're into light beer, yeah. <laughs> number two is the Jaeger Draft. So we obviously have some Girl Genius fans out there. The Jaeger Draft, Woo! for those who don't know, that's what you drink. And after you drink it, you either die or you become these like the hideous... Jaeger, the Jaeger monsters. The Jaeger monsters. These hideous German-talking monsters with big teeth. So... <laughs> And a German accent. And a yeah. very, that's why I said they were German X. You're not listening. Wow, we have a whole show of <laughs> not listening tonight. Yeah, exactly. yeah, we're actually getting quite good at it, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> and then number one, the most popular name for a steampunk beer, according to our fans, is Gearhead Ale. Woohoo! That's so thank fine. you, everyone, for voting. So I, I think that the, this name is actually going to be a thing at the Watch City Festival. I think that there there's the Watch City Brewery right on the corner of Moody Street and that other street. I, I don't remember what the other street is called, but it's right on Moody Street. And So everybody who's going to the Watch City Festival this weekend, be sure and go to your favorite bar and ask no, for No, not your favorite bar. It's only the ale. one place that's going to happen. You have to, go, you have to well, go to the one Kriana was talking about when you interrupted her. Oh, I'm sorry. I believe Which one was it's that called again, the Kriana? Watch City Brewery. It's right next to the Skellig on Moody Street. It's going to be in the center of everything during the festivities this weekend. And ask for a flagon of Gearhead Ale. I don't think flagon Ale. is Gearhead Ale. I think it's medieval. It oh, is. Okay. Well, it's I, okay. I was, we can forgive thing, right? him. He remembers when flagon was a thing. <laughs> I do, actually. Flagon with the dragon. Oh, boy. <laughs> The, no, no, that's an old the with the pestle. Man, Never mind. <laughs> no, not the vessel with the pestle. The dragon with the flagon has the brew that is true. Good there to you know, go. I suppose. <laughs> what is... And okay. the only ones would remember that, but that's okay. So stay tuned in, guys, and we will have the new poll up by this weekend. Now, for next week's poll, a winner will be chosen at random from the winning poll. From the people who voted for the winning thing, though. Or or is it just at random if you vote? I think it should be just at random if you vote. I think it's going to be because, a random Because deal. if we say it's, it's, a, be... it's only out of the th people who vote for the number one choice, then everyone will just jump on whatever one has the most votes to start out with. Ah, oh, that's a very good point, Kriana. And add to that, that if that person is actually listening live to the Thursday night wait, wait, live to what? podcast. You never said what, what would happen. We are going to give that person, that very, very, very special person, a print from... Are you looking it up right now? It's Anne Kane. It's Anne Kane. No. <laughs> I have it in front of me. I was looking for the signature. A print by Which Anne print Kane. Who um, who will the be a guest of ours on June 16th? 
I don't remember. You, I can't tell. It was really obvious. Is it? Is it the? I think she gave us a link and something else. Oh, okay. Then There's that's link. the link. All right. Yes. Really, you couldn't tell and... Link from Zelda? Really, it's pretty. Sorry. Well, you know what? I'm old. Oh, Zelda's pretty old. If... Oh my and god! That person is actually listening in our live podcast on Thursday night. They will win an extra prize with that. To be determined. Yeah, we'll determine how cool you Woo. are, and then. That's right. Depends, depends on how cool you, like. you are. It'll be tailored to the person, right? It may, oh in fact, my. well be tailored to that person. So, check out the poll, and if you're so inclined, listen live next Thursday night. And that having been said, and me having said it, that brings us to our guest, who's been muttering in the background, going. Is it time for me yet? God damn it, is it time for me yet? <laughs> my friend. Michael, how are you, my friend? Good. I thought I had the mute on, though, but <laughs> I hear the muttering. Now, we can all the muttering. <laughs> now, we yes. talked to through the entire process of Brown Coats Redemption. Well, not really, just kind of the editing part. No, you guys were there pretty early too. From early on, actually. I felt I felt like yeah. you missed all the shooting, though. Okay. In any case, you know what? I am just going to put you in the history books and saying you were there awesome. from the beginning. Fabulous. There you go. <laughs> we're rewriting history. Thank you, Mister Nineteen Eighty Four. In any you're, case, you're welcome. I'll turn the wayback machine on now. I don't have a sound for that. About, about a year ago, as Things were finally gearing up for the sales of Brown Coach Redemption, and things went kind of through the roof with everything for you with that. We started talking. You started talking about your next project. Yes. And we all kind of went, are you serious? You're not done with this one? You're already thinking about your next one? And I, I remember sitting at, at Granite Con last year and just – you and I just talked about it for like half an hour. <laughs> and like two months later, I heard the name and I just kind of went, so he's actually going to do it. The name of the project is Zcon. Yes, it is. And was that a question? Tell us about it, Mike. <laughs> no, I... it's not a question yet, God damn it. That was so, a dramatic... Is this a like about a Frank Zappa convention? <laughs> yeah, but, but there should be a Frank Zappa zombie though. There absolutely. Ooh, that's a good idea. So I like that. He's got his you song already. Zombie Wolf. So, Mike, what is the premise of this project for those at home who don't know yet? <laughs> so, uh, Zcon is actually about a kid named Matt Moore and his three friends who have. A video podcast that you know they go to this convention kind of like a, any genre convention would be like whether it's baltimore comic-con granite comic-con um wonder con and they go there to try to get the interview of their favorite celebrities and inevitably get stuck in the middle of the zombie apocalypse so by sheer accident and uh all do sex machina that movies are they become the voice of the inside for the people to the outside Using social media and podcasting. This doesn't sound familiar at all, except for the whole zombie apocalypse bit. I don't know. Were you at Boston Comic Con? There were some moments. There were more than enough zombie moments at Boston Comic Con. That's for damn sure. Well, I mean, the idea really came out of like think about something like Boston Comic Con and how long would it actually take for you to realize a real zombie it, was there? It would there. take a while. Exactly. It would take a while. It would, yeah. And then mix that with the fact that you have con cred at every convention. You know, a thousand people touching the same doorknob and one dumbass who couldn't, you know, wipe his hands every oh. one of those. So, <laughs> right. what if, what if con cred made you a zombie? Uh-oh. No one would last very and long. And what if you had, what if you had a convention the size of Boston Comic Con with cosplay zombies and regular comic oh. zombies all locked in the same building? <laughs> this doesn't look good for our intrepid heroes. No, it I'm doesn't. voting this best movie ever, uh, even before uh, I see it. 
Now, so, now Mike, yeah. when we first talked about this, I think it was Kriana who mentioned to you, nothing works better in a movie than podcast stars. Oh, we're stars now. <laughs> I, I believe my words were hosts, but... I know, but I, you, I've you moved this up the evolutionary ladder. That's cool. Yes, I am. So, so provided, yeah. So my question to you is, um, do I have a trailer? <laughs> well, we're we're trying to put one together soon, and maybe be online later this year. But trailer. Um, no, 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 no! Not a trailer separate. to watch. A trailer for me to oh. see between takes. Oh yes, uh, it'll be a small Winnebago. I can't guarantee a roof. Yeah. Okay, but <laughs> I'm good with that. <laughs> as long as there's a bowl of only green M and M's, we'll be there. Absolutely. I want only green Skittles. There though. we go. Okay. Okay. Green Skittles and green. Now, can they be merged together? In only one if you bowl don't tell box? everyone else. Oh my else. Yes. god! <laughs> yes, Why because that adds that? to the fun. <laughs> Mike, I thought I, you were a professional. I am, but I want to play Russian roulette with your taste buds. I just want you to reach in to grab a blue or green thing and just, like, what is this I'm putting in my mouth? Oh, boy. Oh, God. It's like that Harry Potter stuff. I eat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, earwax. Oh. But, well, let me ask you this. Now, again, zombies and vampires seem to be the most popular monsters of the day. What is it exactly about your zombies that sets them apart? I mean, are they fast, slow, smart, dumb? Describe your zombies to us. Well, it, it depends on how long they've been infected. If they're just turned within, like, the past 20 minutes, they're probably going to be normal human speed because they haven't deteriorated. But if they've been deteriorating for an hour or two, they're going to be your slow kind of Romero zombies. Yay. And if they've been trampled by a wild pack of fanboys running away, they're going to be like the creepy crawly, like Walking Dead zombies. So I, I actually have it worked out that there's four different stages of zombiedom through the entire movie. And as cool. you as you deteriorate and or and or not eat actual human flesh, you will become the the fourth zombie on the evolutionary scale, um, which is like your Romero kind of stumbling dumb dog zombie. Right. So no mm. bubs, huh? And again, this this takes place through through biting, not an an actual touch though. It's more than just a bite. Oh no, it's it's biting, it's touching, it's like if you have okay, this so is giving it? away a bit of the science, but I've actually worked with a virologist to figure out how this would happen. Um, because I decided there's apparently a motorcycle outside. I decided. <laughs> Thank I did, God, that's what it was. I did not want to have one of those stupid zombie movies where the science just doesn't make sense and it's not you. plausible. Uh, thank you. <laughs> so I, I talked to a, I talked to Karen Chancy, who's a virologist, and I have some ideas from her. And I talked to a couple people who work at uh, the CDC and got some ideas from them, and still kind of keep the science fiction involved in it, so it's not really going to happen. But you know, it's basically this protein that gets mixed with the rhinovirus that is the flu and it is passed through blood it's passed through biting it's like Wait, anywhere that there's cold. sorry sorry there you go couldn't help it that's okay oh my god please see? tell me please tell me there's room for a revision there I there is see... not we've oh, already oh i was script... just gonna say the the perfect scene is if this is at a comic convention Someone is grabbing a comic as the zombies descend on him, and he makes sure he puts his favorite comic in a CGC's seal <laughs> so that his comic is saved as he gets torn apart. That's funny. I am, uh, I am making note of that right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's, that's the quintessential scene. That's I-L-L-U-S. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's the most inside oh joke ever. Dude, I, you know, Punisher versus Jughead Part Two. I've got to have this. <laughs> it's oh. infected, but it's sealed. You're fine. <laughs> the important thing is, did you board it first? Oh. <laughs> right. There you go, bagged and tagged. So that How it doesn't get bent issue? in the hoard. Mm. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a shame we're all thinking on the same wavelength, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but, you know, I have certain comics in my collection that it's like, you know, the house burns down, that's going to get, you know, We, we are geeks. First. We are geeks, folks. Let's, yeah. let's be honest. Screw the cats. Yeah. Save the comics. <laughs> the cat can fend for himself. The cat has legs. The no, I will grab the cats. <laughs> I'll just be like, yeah, I remember all those times you missed the litter box. <laughs> I'm going to rename you Tasty Morsel and continue <laughs> running. Poor Barnabas. <laughs> yes, Iron Man 1, however, that comes with me. Well, oh, yeah. So. Eh. Well, no, this sounds awesome. Now, what, Thank uh, you. Now this Where is coming next year. You? Hold on, I got two questions simultaneously, and I'm not that good yet. At once, answer them both at the same time. Come on, do it. You can do it, Mike. Come on. Okay, ready. Comes out next year, and we're just launching our Kickstarter campaign this month. So we're Woo! tell us more so about we're the Kickstarter campaign. At this point. <laughs> Um, right now, we're I'm getting all the pre-production stuff up and ready. So we've got the script that's getting finished. Uh, it's in its second round of edits. We've got storyboards. We've got some pre-production artwork, uh, a lookbook, which is essentially a big old binder that is going to have different shots of conventions and places that I'd like to see and things I, I want to kind of help provide visuals for. Um, we've gotten some amazing people on board, like Miss Tamara Johnson, who is going to be our audio producer, who's currently doing the audio mixing for the TV show Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment ah. 23 and a few oh, other shows that's that we've watched. That's not after New Girl. Uh, like, it is. Uh, she also did the, the audio and, you know, mixing for Max Headroom, so I love her. Impressive. Um, Thank you. We've also got some some nice celebrities that are kind of opting in for some cameos. Uh, Mr. Scott Sigler has voted to do a cameo as well, along with you guys. Oh. Uh, and just like with Redemption, 100% of the proceeds go to charity. So that's kind of a big thing for Yeah, me. I mean, this, th there's no so, real need for you to do that. I'm assuming this is all your original creation. You could totally make money off of this if you wanted to. And, and there will be ways to do that. But honestly, I think, um, you know, quite honestly, John Carter really pissed me off. Wait, and John... that was the blue screen of death for the movie John Carter in the background. Wait, uh, I'm, I'm confused. John Carter a person? It's no, the no. Disney movie that they made for $200 million and then put $200 million of marketing effort in to get no return on investment. And then, you know, somebody just resigned with a big old pension package, yet nobody really got fired. Um, so the thing, head, thing that bothered me more about that than anything else was the incredible wealth of source material that they had to work with and chose not to. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, it's it's... The marketing on that was just complete. Is that crap. the one that was like John yeah, Carter absolutely. of Mars, and then they decided of Mars is not going yeah. to appeal to women, so we have to take that off? And then everyone was like, John Carter, what the hell is this movie about? Right. Yeah, John Carter of Mars. Who would know what of Mars means? So nobody. Uh, Bunch of right. dumb people. Yeah, we only <laughs> but... have all these Frank Frazetta drawings that we could use. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, think about, it, though. Think about it logically. If you go on and Google John Carter of Mars, you probably are going to get some pretty specific results. If you go online and Google John Let's Carter, see. you're going to see this yeah, guy exactly. in the like, Get what? off my lawn! You just shot yourself in the foot, Disney. <laughs> or, or you're going to see that that uh, Stallone movie, Get Carter. Probably not. Oh, Why would you probably not. I saw that. Yeah, I'm really Ooh. sorry. You should be. So he should be. So, he should be sorry. He did a bad thing, and he. I should don't think be he's sorry bad. for much of anything. <laughs> no. So well, we're not getting so, so wait, I, I'm a little confused as to why why John Carter pissing you off. Why did that induce you to move towards putting all proceeds from the movie to charity? Well, it it didn't. That alone didn't do it. I mean, it's it's a few things. A the success of Brownco's Redemption. Um, how we were able to distribute that globally from my living room, raise $117,000 for charity, do over 200% return on investment with no major marketing push, and an agreement that really kind of bind our hands. And I'm like, if we could do that with a piece of, of 
essentially fan fiction. Imagine how much imagine how much more we could do with an original piece that we have no restrictions on except for ourselves. Sure. Um, and you know, looking at this Whoa. business enough that there's there's ways for us to make money and still give I money to charity. I completely agree with you. I think you, you know, are thinking so, the right, right direction as far as the future. And and I no, think if you're going to go to the theater and drop $14 to sit in a seat for two hours, A, you want to make sure you're entertained, and B, if you're not entertained, you want to at least make sure that your money was felt like it went to the right place. Sure. Yes. Uh, as, as so have you decided some... yet which charities are going to be getting the proceeds? So or is it we still have... up in the air? Uh, no, that's a really good question. So we've picked Kids Need to Read Again because they were an amazing partner for us. Uh, and we've also decided because it's a zombie movie, it would be, you know, perfect sense to do Red Cross. And then what we're going to do is nice. at the end of, at, <laughs> thank you, at the end of this month, we're going to open up A, our website for ZCon and B, the community can select our third charity. So if you have a favorite charity that you want to see getting taken care of by a movie like this, you put it in and then get your friends to vote. And at the end of 30 days, whichever charity has got the top vote and makes the most sense um, is going to get picked and become our third charity. So the community is involved all the way across the board. Okay. I'm just going to just... put my plug out there now for there's a brain bank, an actual oh, bank yeah, of the brain, brain bank in Washington, D.C. There's actually one here. Did you uh, know there's one I... at Mass General? There is. There is. A brain bank. I... I just want to put my vote out for Spider Robinson's daughter. Well, that that's not actually a See tax deductible charity, so. You know what? I don't care. If we can send some money her well, way, I'm not saying I'm that happy. we shouldn't, but I'm saying that might be inappropriate for this project. Well, there fair. may be there may be other ways that we can do that as well. While the proceeds from the film and the DVD and the, the digital downloads will go to ch specific 501c3 charities. You know, we could do like you know a special run of T-shirts or a special run of the music score, or you know, we're really not limited as to what things can go to what. And that there so, right now is your strength, buddy. Let me tell you. So Thank let's you. talk about go. things like your music score. What's happening with that? What kind of plans do you have? So right now, what we're trying to do is uh, we just filmed the Kickstarter campaign video last Sunday. And we're going to be getting that edited this week and hopefully up and running uh, by the 15th or the 20th. And then. And oh, by the way, as soon as it's up, uh, you will have it on our website as well. Absolutely. Uh, and then what we're going to do is basically spend all our, our focus for the next 30 to 45 days on that campaign. Because if we can get that campaign successful, it will create 100% of the production that we need to make it, which means the money we make from DVDs is 100% net revenue, which means 100% of that movie goes to charity and we're not having to worry about paying back the film. So so here's here's my oh. question about your Kickstarter campaign. Kickstarter campaigns are known for their awesome tiers of awesomeness, whereas if you if you give more money, you get more awesomeness. So have you decided on what your tiers are going to be yet? I have, and you want to hear a little do. bit about them? We absolutely That would be fantastic. Uh, so, uh, as I say, in the Kickstarter video, and this is going to be kind of my mantra for the next 60 days, I don't believe you should have to pay for the movie twice if you've backed the Kickstarter campaign. So, if the campaign starts at a donation of $15, but if you donate $15, your reward is a digital download of the complete movie when it's done, your name and the credits, um, a big old thank you on the website, and plus the website uh, has a back end where you'll be able to log in and get information about the production a week ahead of time. Now that's for fifteen dollars. That's for fifteen dollars. Exactly. Shit. And then for thirty dollars, wow. you get an additional download. Oh, by the way, you also get your own uh, DVD artwork and uh, platter disc artwork, so you can make your own DVD if you wanted to. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, in addition to that, for thirty, you get a downloadable disc of the uh, the bonus material disc, plus a downloadable downloadable PDF of the Zcon making of movie. We're going to do one of those nice big books that has like production photos and behind the scenes photos and the complete copy of the script. And then it continues to get more awesome Obviously. from there. But I figured, so, you know. How much is it to get a part? I, I, you know what? I think you guys are safe. Well, what, what about our listeners? <laughs> we have to think of them. No, but our listen, for our listeners, 
Well, What's for your the, listeners, yeah, yeah, every yeah. single person that backs the film will get an email early on to say that they're welcome to become an extra. So for fifteen dollars, you're crap. welcome to become an extra. So, so for fifteen dollars, you get to say, "Hey, I'm available these days, and I want to be on camera in the background." That doesn't mean you're going to get a speaking role, but that definitely means you're going to get seen somewhere. Holy crap! That's and other, awesome. the other cool thing that we're going to do is if we achieve at least 25% of our goal within the first week and a half, every single person that's donated $30 or more, their name will be hidden somewhere in the movie. So, you know, when you walk around Boston Comic Con, you have the artist row where there's names on the sign. All those names will be filled out by people that are $30 or more in Kickstarter. <laughs> Sweet. That's awesome. So, like, I mean, you get your name in the credits, you get your name in the movie, you get a copy of the movie, and the whole purpose is that we're doing all of this as a thank you. I mean, because I don't want to be that guy that's like, hey, you've given me 60 bucks to help finance my movie. Now the movie's out, so give me $25 more. Right. Unless Nobody you want that to. Guy, really. you, know, yeah. you know, I think that guy's a big douche, and I want to punch <laughs> him in the face. <laughs> right. so, I have a question but about then I want him to start. Thing. Go ahead. Does it have to be your name, or could you say... Name it after someone. You know what? If you back it, I will let you name it whatever you want. We'll send you a survey at the end to say what name do you want to appear where. That's really cool. I was going to say, so, you know, that special loved one, you could go to them and say, surprise, you're a zombie. Exactly. It's way better than being than getting them a star. Oh, I was just thinking that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> or having their name be in the credits. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, you could you could give somebody the gift of their name and the credits and their name of a dead zombie all in the same movie. One stop <laughs> shopping for all your gift needs. Till it... <laughs> but plus the gift of being an extra in a movie. I mean That's right. All for fifteen bucks. That's wow. not bad. Yeah, and the, and plus you know that a hundred percent of what you're doing goes to make sure that we're staying honest at the end of the day and that our proceeds are really going to charity. And if well, if we could pull this off and do everything that we need to do, I mean, honestly, if we exceed our goal, all the rest of that money is just going to go to make the money, the movie more awesome. It's going to make sure that we can pay for marketing without having to take away from the charities. It's going to go for paying for, you know, big events like San Diego Comic-Con or something like that without taking money from the charity. So you just get to feel good all the way around. Wow. But the beauty of it is, well, Mike, that you've got the cred of Brown Coach Redemption. You set out to do something with Brown Coach Redemption. And no matter what anybody said about how it wasn't going to fucking happen, you couldn't do it, there were too many obstacles, blah blah bullshit, bullshit. It happened. You did it. Thank you. You got that. And, and it's frankly something I was proud as hell of you for doing. Oh, thank you, man. That really means a lot. And I think anybody who's actually watched this whole process now says, Oh, yeah, now he's going to fucking sell out on us. No, not a chance. <laughs> not <laughs> a chance. No. See, here's, here's the nice thing that I like about myself, and I don't like a lot about myself. But <laughs> I, I, I like that I have got a really good group of people around me, like you guys, that will keep me honest, that when you know a major studio comes and says, here's this amazing contract to completely sell out, you guys are going to go, hey, uh, dickhead, remember when you slept on our couch and did a video... For the podcast, for the cable oh, community Don't channel. Remind me of that video. <laughs> That's so awkward. Um, remember, remember, remember when you did that, and remember when you like walked in the rain for four blocks with one of your fans just to go have pizza with them. Like, that's the guy we like, not this douchebag that sold out. Right. And fortunately, having those type of people around will keep me from being that douchebag. I don't think you got right. much. I think that that's the so, quintessential thing that can be said about you, Mike. Not that, that douchebag. Douche douche not no. a douchebag. Which, you which know means what? that that's going on Facebook right now. If, if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna sell out and do Son of the Mask two, you know Son of the Mask harder. We want in on that. <laughs> um, I, I got to give Jamie Kennedy Son of Mask so. <laughs> I don't think I want to take that away from him. That's the only reason I want to be in on that. 
So, Mike, what's the timeline? What are we looking at? Kickstarter project starts in three weeks? Uh, in about three weeks, that'll go on anywhere from 30 to 45 days. I haven't gotten in there to figure exactly how long the timeline is based on their standards. Mm-hmm. Um, if that is successful, we've already talked to St. John's Properties, which is the place that donated the warehouse for us for redemption. Yeah, yeah. And um, provided that they have uh, the space available that works with our time, they're going to donate a warehouse so we can have our entire convention for free. Nice. Uh, ah! For three months. So we're going to be able to have that space and enough time to set oh. it up, build it, and a tear it down. A con that lasts three months? You're insane, Mike. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's how they all turned into zombies. Yeah, exactly. pretty much. Think about day two of Boston. Oh, God. Yeah, can you imagine day 17? Uh. <laughs> I just almost started crying. It would be, you, know what, you know what everybody would look like? Tom Hanks. We'd be walking around with volleyballs. Will you please sign Wilson? <laughs> My friend Wilson is a big fan of yours, but I think you suck. <laughs> so, yes. Where's Wilson? He's holding the line for Kevin Eastman. <laughs> oh, God. Don't bring that up again. Don't ever bring that up again. Uh, so we're looking about another two-year run. Um, we're looking to have the, the formal rough cut done. And what my plan is to have a final version of the movie done by September of next year. And wow. then have that done in enough time that we could start going um, like uh, South by Southwest submission date is November. Um, San Diego Comic Cons is February so basically getting it done in time to be able to submit to all of those major events for 2014 but anybody that's backed the project or supported the project will get to see it beforehand and uh, ZCon has its own Facebook page right where you can it follow it does it is uh, facebook.com forward slash ZCon movie and you can and if find you... that on our website on the post for this show so go ahead and check it out yeah, and if you go there uh, anytime soon, you're going to see a nice little behind-the-scenes video that we shot during our Kickstarter of uh, Vince, who's our makeup guy for the film, putting some makeup together on one of our zombies. Okay. This so is excited about this. This is an event that we're all looking forward <laughs> to. And uh, you can count on us for this whole trip. Thank you very much. I, as long as I have a couch to sleep on when I'm up oh, in uh, Boston, I have had another one when you're up in New Hampshire. It's a new couch, and it's, it's super much comfy. More Just ask Java. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> comfortable. It's a little short, but I'm also yeah, a little you think? long. <laughs> you're like seven feet tall. <laughs> He's like Stretch Cunningham. Except for what less gay, I think. <laughs> there we go. Nice. And if you would like to. You mean all my awkward glory. Um, I'm going to be at Summit City Comic Con this weekend doing some interviews with artists. Uh, so come out and check us out there. Um, and the rest of the cast is going to be at Grand State. No, actually, this weekend we're going to be at the Steampunk Grand State's not until yeah. June, buddy boy. Uh, uh, so, ahead and, of and Illustrator X will be at uh, Nauticon next weekend. Oh, my Uh-oh. goodness. And what else is what else is going on in the future? Well, next week we discover what's inside Mike Petchy's Grindhouse shorts. Then on May 26, director Tony Diana on Attack of the Atomic Zombies, which was the official film of Boston Comic Con 2012. On June 2nd, we start planning Geek Week early with Kevin Harrington. And on June 9th, Double Midnight's Pat Covey joins us for our annual Granite Con Shadonda special. Plus, feature GraniteCon artist Karen Goslin. Uh, Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Granite State Comic Con, the Boston Comic Con, and of ComicArtHouse.com. Visit ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music provided by the Traffic Lights. Pick up their CD, Hold a Folk, at RobWattsOnline.com. 
Dome. Yeah, and my understanding is the Traffic Lights have a second album coming out very shortly. Ooh. Mike, I want to thank you for bringing Zcon to us, making us a part of this process from the beginning, and we're going to be with you the entire way. Well, I want to thank you guys for being the first official podcast where I got to talk about it in great detail. I want to thank our cast for joining us tonight, the Revere Time Vortex, the Sweetheart of the Soundboard, Kriana, and the Grammar Girl Zombrarian. I'm thank getting you, some ladies. of those electric blue contacts. And I was like, Emilio! <laughs> From the Poor Color Vault of Comics, great thanks to Illustrator X and the Dead Redhead. Mars still needs women! <clears throat> <laughs> I'm gonna go play chess with like Steve Jobs. <laughs> From Outpost Gallifrey, our gaming editor, Awake by Java. <laughs> this is Dome saying Genie shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased, thus do we all refute entropy. Good night. Oh, I know.